When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Cam. Yes, Alex. Do, do you ever get disappointed that, that we're, we're living in the year 2023 and, and we never, like, we never really seem to get all the cool Jetson stuff, like there are no flying cars or anything like that? Oh yeah, I think I think that's a common thing for every generation. Like everybody is convinced that their first car was going to be a flying car, right? Right, right. Do, do you think we'll ever see those in our lifetime? Um, I don't know. I mean, we got cars that drive their drive themselves now, so surely flying cars is the next step. I mean, it 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 seems to make sense, but but you know what already has four wheels and flies, right? Right. It's a garbage truck. You asked me if I was disappointed about this not being the future. I'm just disappointed in that joke, Alex. Chopper out to Dansby. Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is. The Atlanta Braves are world champions. Welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast. Now you're all in big, big trouble. Let me talk to you. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves Podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by Mr. Cam Matthews. Cam. How you doing today? What shaking bacon? Oh, not too much. Not too much. It has been an excruciatingly long week for me and an excruciatingly long absence for us. Uh, so, so Cam, welcome back. Listeners, welcome back. Yeah, it is a, it has been a hot minute. And uh, speaking of hot, this weather can go on somewhere. It is ridiculous. <laughs> well, oddly, uh, someone was telling me tomorrow here, here around Atlanta, we're supposed to have like a record low for July. Oh, do tell. Like something in the 70s. I'll believe it when I see it, but but that was the news that it was shared with me today. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, but it'll probably be like 420% humidity. So it won't even matter. Because <laughs> you, as we all you know, still feel South, like you're just wearing like a, a a wet turtleneck. Well, because as we know in the South, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. That'll get you. Yeah. It will get you. Like I worked outside most of the day yesterday. Like I was outside from like 9 a.m. to like two in the afternoon. And I changed shirts twice while I was out there working. <laughs> like the first the first time I changed shirts because it looked like I was having a wet t-shirt contest in my front yard. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. And look, my milkshakes do not bring all the boys to the yard. Okay. I was I was on my way to the yard, but it got dark. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I, I had a, I had a, a similar work day. Uh, I was in uh, I was in coastal, not coastal, but uh, on the lake in South Carolina. 
helping my mother-in-law move this week. And it was, it was, so there were several reasons it was an especially fun move, not the least of which being the house is on a side of the hill uh, and, oh, the drive, cool. and the driveway goes the up way. Um, so uh, it was, it was like 70 and brutally humid in the morning. Um, and then midday, uh, it rained so hard, I thought the roof was going to tear off of the house. Right. Um, and well, then, that, that will certainly depreciate the value. Yeah. And then by by four or five o'clock, it was about 100 degrees and raging heat. Right. It was it was horrid, <laughs> especially and, to even especially the driving of the box truck. Good Lord, I would wish that upon nobody. Can we can we all agree that moving in the process of moving is the worst thing ever? Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, there are there are certain tasks that in this life we must all do, right? We must cut grass. We must wash the car on occasion. We must file taxes. And to a point, you will find somebody out there that says, like, yeah, you know what? I actually don't mind doing those things. I have yet to find somebody that actually enjoys moving. Well, funny thing about that, Cam. Oh, uh, no. Because the day, the night before the move, uh, we're at dinner. I'm having a conversation with my wife and, and mother-in-law, who, who is the person we're moving. Um, and my mother-in-law and wife are having this conversation and saying, oh, you know, moving's supposed to be fun and like just enjoy this period of transition. I'm like, hold on. I just, I, I slammed on the brakes of the conversation right there. The I was like, this is what moving is. Moving is 24 hours of hell and then it's over. So let's get through the next 24 and then it'll be done. You never realize how much useless crap you have until you move. You never have <laughs> until you help your mother-in-law move. Oh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I am sure. I'm sure it gets worse. With it. Your, your wife really said that. She absolutely like did. Okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to have to question her on that in about two and a half weeks. Well, I I need someone to balance out my 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 constant skepticism and negativity, so it works well. That's fair. That's fair. And hey, Alex, why is it that I'm going to be able to talk to her about that in two and a half weeks? That's because Cam, you're coming to Atlanta, Georgia. That's right. That's right. On July 29th, Cam and I will be getting together here in Atlanta at the Battery on the steps of Truist Park to record the Chatting Average podcast live at ASW Distillery at the Battery. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be getting started around noon. That's Saturday, July 29th, Hank Aaron weekend before the Brewers game that night. We'll all be having a party there. We'll do our episode. We'll hang out at the Battery and then we're going to the game that night. Going to have Jay Dunna and Jeff Donahue with us. It's going to be great. I brought up this point on Twitter, I think, a week, a week or so ago. We want you to come out. We want you to uh, meet the crew. We want to hang out with you, you know, have a drink with you, all that good stuff. But please, I'm, I'm absolutely begging you, please, please introduce yourself properly whenever you <laughs> come up to me. I don't want to be sitting there like an idiot whenever you walk up and you're just like, hey, Cam. Okay, here's a request I'm going to make of everybody. Uh, before you come, uh, just get on your computer at home, uh, open up a, a Word document, 
uh, copy and paste in a picture of your Twitter, Abby, and your Twitter handle, and just hold that up in front of you when you walk up. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Because that's that's I that, honest. That's how y'all probably know us. That's how we know most of y'all. So <laughs> it might help. Is there's nothing worse than when somebody on Twitter changes their avatar and you got and like you're not used to it now. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm like I think I've unfollowed a few people recently because they've gone through changes and I'm like, wait, I don't follow this person. <laughs> You're not the person I used to know. <laughs> well, well, a lot of times I don't even recognize it. Yeah. I just I, think it's yeah. like a new bot account that's following me or something. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. I am looking forward to that weekend. Like quite it's going to be a really fun weekend. Well, you know, I was thinking about it. I haven't been to a game in about in in like over four years. Might have to get you some of those Delta Eight gummies for that game. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Just 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 four old men zooted it like crazy on gummies. <laughs> at the game, I'm just, brother, I'm just zooted out of my gourd right now. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound like a terrible time. Based on so based on where we're sitting, I do kind of hope that Christian Yelich is in left field that night because Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna talk so much trash to Christian Yelich. And and if there's anyone we dislike in the Brewers bullpen, we'll have a good angle there as well. We will, we will. You're right, you're right. There was that oh, one yes. time I sat over there and uh, I, I sang to Mark Melanson because he was in the bullpen. Oh. <laughs> I asked who, who, him, I asked him why he left us. Oh, and that and that's when he blew the save against us, right? It was. It was fantastic. Yes, yes, good stuff. See, see that that's what happens if you leave the Braves. You are dead to us forever. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Except, uh, except for except for Christian Pache. Except for Pache, for some reason he's he's the one I still like. Like Freddie Everybody and Dan- loves the kid. Freddie and Dansby can go pack sand. Pache, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, I think it's I think it's if you choose to leave. Yes. Right. That's like fair. nobody nobody's gonna look at Shay Langoliers and be like kick rocks. Kid. Right. Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different story with Shay, Shay Langoliers, Christian Pache, uh William Contreras, because the boss kicked them out of the building. That's a different story. Right, right. He he flipped them, if you will. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, you hear those stories about somebody trading a paperclip and ending up with a house. That's pretty much what we did. Yeah. <laughs> That's really mean. I hope that, I really hope that Shay Langoliers isn't listening to this podcast. Uh, noted listener of Chatting Average, Shay Langoliers. Shay Langoliers. <laughs> well, Cam, uh, what do you say we jump into some This Week in Baseball history? Let's do it. All right, we are going to jump into this week in baseball history. As always, you can find these facts at nationalpastime.com. And the week we're going to be looking at is July 10th through the 16th. And as we've done in previous seasons, this week's uh, this week's segment has a special theme to it as it is All-Star Week. So our first fact comes to us from July 10th, 1934. At the All-Star Game played in New York's Polo Grounds, Giants pitcher Carl Hubble faces a starting lineup comprised of nine eventual Hall of Famers. Good Lord. After giving up a single and a walk to his first two batters, King Carl consecutively fans Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Jimmy Fox, Al Simmons, and Joe Cronin. Wow. 
<laughs> so Carl Hubbard just like looked at the lineup. He gave up the single and a walk and was like, all right, enough of those shenanigans. <laughs> Sit down, George. Oh man, I'm kind of I'm kind of upset. I won't get to see uh Spencer or Bryce pitch uh pitch in the all-star game this year. Yeah, that does kind of stink that we won't get to see either of them, but you know, that's just that's just the way it breaks. But at the end of the day, they still have an all-star appearance on their uh their record. Absolutely. So there you go. One time all stars, both of them. Bryce, that's right. That's Bryce that's... Elder, ERA leader and all star. Well what? Maybe not. May, may, maybe not after today. All right. Our oh, I didn't watch the game today. Crap. No, no. All right. <laughs> not great. Um, our next fact comes to us from July 12th, 1993. Ken Griffey Jr. becomes the first and only major leaguer to hit Baltimore's B&O warehouse on the fly. The Mariner outfielder launches the estimated 460-foot shot during the All-Star Game Home Run Derby Contest at Camden Yards. Yeah, he touched it. Yeah, he uh, he got a hold of that one. <laughs> he got a hold of that one. Man, so I All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to going to kick the traditionalist right in the teeth. You ready? Let's go. The current home run derby format is light years better than it ever was. Ah, uh, see. Uh. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. Dude, okay. Good. Okay. All right, so we've done it for, what, four or five seasons now at this yeah. point? Okay. Yeah. Go back and watch an old format home run derby. Go, I mean, go back and watch it when, like, they take a pause of, you know, a pause of 15 seconds in between pitches. Go drink a Gatorade. Come back. Go ahead. Go I ahead. get go it. They, they get lengthy, but I would argue that we saw much, much better home runs from that format. They were on steroids. So do that too. <laughs> I am a I am a, a vocal proponent of of allowing steroids and sticky stuff in baseball. Um, okay, Jose can say go juice the ball, juice the players. Juice juice the ball, juice the players, give the pitchers all the sticky stuff they want. Uh go for it. Give me the best baseball I can possibly see. No, for real though, I, I pulled up I pulled up uh what was it? The was it nineteen ninety-nine that was at Fenway? Is that right? Sounds All right. right. Uh, yeah, I, I was watching a clip from that the other day and like initially I forgot about the whole 10 outs thing. Uh-huh. And it just it just keeps going and going and going. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a few tanks in here and there. But it takes forever. Eh. Now, now that all being said, that all being said, our next fact comes to us from July 14th, 2008. So 15 years ago this week, Josh Hamilton, including going deep 13 consecutive times, hits a record-setting 28 home runs in the first round of the Home Run Derby, but falls short in the finals, losing to Twins first baseman Justin Morneau 5-3. With 71-year-old former coach Clay Council pitching, the Rangers outfielder breaks Bobby Abreu's mark of 24, set in 2005. That was one of the best rounds of home runs I think anyone will ever see. That was- oh, absolutely. That, that's why yeah. I threw a... 
That's what. That's why I threw a major butt in there because that, this was, that awesome. was so lit. Thirteen in a row, just tank after tank after tank. Where were you when this happened? Fifteen years ago, where where was Alex Butler? Uh, somewhere in Chattanooga. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know where exactly. Maybe watching with my dad. Yeah, yeah. I think. And you? I, I I feel like I was at my grandparents' house because I feel like I remember watching this with my grandpa. And he like every home run, he was just like, "Dang." <laughs> <laughs> Like, like my grandpa was very much the opposite of, of me. He was very stoic, very quiet. And so that was like, that was as expressive as he got with stuff on it. Just, <laughs> dang. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. And our final fact comes to us from July 16th, 1985. The All-Star Game telecast at Minnesota's Metrodome becomes the first ever program to be transmitted in stereo. NBC, which broadcasted the first professional baseball game in 1939, airs the Midsummer Classic. I bet every true baseball fan, the first time they heard the crack of a bat in stereo, had to go find a clean change of shorts. The hell was that? <laughs> Honey? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> that johnson kid next door i know it <laughs> he put a firecracker in our mailbox I'm, i swear he did it's the poop again <laughs> he called the shit poop <laughs> <laughs> don't put it out with your good boots ted stop telling me what to do devil woman <laughs> There's no penguin. <laughs> it's Nudie Magazine Day. We we are giving a new meaning to this useless knowledge. Oh, this is tremendously <laughs> well. That implies that there's actually useful knowledge on this show. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Who do you think we are, the Platinum Sombrero? <laughs> well, Cam, what do you what do you say we take a quick break, come right back, and recap the first half of the Major League season? Let's do it. Good stuff. All right. Be back in a minute. Uh, I'll, I'll quote Billy Madison with you anytime, sir. Oh, for sure. I <laughs> I feel like I could maybe do that movie front to back. Probably. <laughs> like, like I, I feel like I could. <laughs> uh, what day is it? Uh, October? <laughs> Nudie Magazine Day. That was the best night of my life. <laughs> Uh, rest in power, Norm McDonald. Oh, man. Certainly somebody I appreciate more and more as I get older. Oh, dude. It, please tell me you've seen the movie Dirty Work. I have. I have. Oh. It's been a long, long time. That was God. one of those movies. That so, was one of those movies I felt like I watched like at way too young of an age on a free weekend of HBO or something. Give that one another chance. Okay. Okay. I'll have to look that up. All right. This, this is all going in the show, right? Yes, 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 very good. absolutely it is. Very good. 
All across America. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> the fucking shit. Oh, I'm so glad that's recorded. All right, guys. Well, when we last left you, the Braves were surging through the month of the month of June. And that surge continued all the way to the All-Star break, luckily. But we're going to take a, a, a look out west and work our way back home as normal. Uh, starting with the American League West, uh, we go to the bottom of the American League and then the bottom of the major leagues, really, uh, with the 25-67 and 67 Oakland Athletics. They are 27 and a half games out of first place with a negative 248 run differential. Got Texas right where they want them. Yep, they're, they're, they're going to make a second half push. I can feel it. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. Hey, hey, they can still win 90 games. Uh, technically, can they? Technically. They've got 67 losses. Mm-hmm. They can win 85 games. Right? No, they can, win, they can win 95 games. Okay, look, I'm not a mathematician, all right? <laughs> there was, like, some poor accountant listening to this episode right now just, like, screaming <laughs> at their desk on Monday morning. <laughs> all right, so upward from there, we look at the Los Angeles Angels sitting at 45 and 46, just a game below 500, seven games out of first place. End the first half with a five-game losing streak after uh, after starting forty-five and forty-one. So uh, a tough road into uh, into the All-Star break for the Los Angeles Angels uh, results in some uh, some tough luck for them, uh, especially as it pertains to injuries. Um, Cam, wasn't it like a, a period of three hours they lost everybody? Uh, yeah, seemingly. Same, same. They're also like one in nine in their last ten. They are. It's it's bad. Like Mike, uh, that all that coupled with Mike Trout going down, Shohei Otani potentially going down. Um, I believe Anthony Rendon got hurt as well. Like everybody that matters. For okay, them okay, okay. okay. Let, let's not get crazy about Anthony Rendon. Okay. <laughs> he can anyway. be good. We know he can be good. He torched the Braves for a while. He did. He did do that. He also had a very weird goatee at the time. He did, yes. Um, Up from there, we are looking at the Seattle Mariners, hosts of this year's All-Star Game. They have a 45-44 and record, a game better than the Los Angeles Angels. They are six games out of first place. And seven and three going into the All Star break, so uh, looking good for the for the Mariners heading into the second half. I mean, I, I don't see them doing much to pass the Astros or Rangers at this point, but you know that I mean, with the extra wild card spots, they could still be looking at a playoff berth. Yeah, I mean, you know, with expanded playoffs, you've got teams that can kind of escape by it. it it feels like un- an underwhelming season for the Mariners to me. Like to only be one game above five hundred, I don't know. You, I you really like came into this year with with higher expectations for them than that, uh, especially with with how they finished last year. I mean, yeah, uh, they they seemed like a team that was that was on the brink of greatness, and they were ready to take that next step. But we may have to wait another year or two. 
Um, and that's thanks in no small part to the teams in second and first place in this division. Uh, so first, we'll be looking at the Houston Astros, who go into the All-Star break with a 50-41 and 41 record, two games back of the Rangers. I mean, it, it was a rough start for the Astros, but they've started getting some of their uh, their injured guys back. Framber Valdez is playing again. Jose Altuve is finally back on the field regularly. Um, and they're starting to make a push. They're, they went six and four in their last 10 heading into the break. Uh, nine games above 500. You're still within striking distance of first. And uh, frankly, I'd still be shocked if they didn't win this division. Yeah, I, I I still feel like it's their division to lose at this point. The the Rangers are seemingly cooling down. That we're getting to them next, um, but they you know the Rangers really stumbled into the All Star break. It feels like, and there's still a long ways to go. And I I still truly feel at the end of the day that the Astros are the better team by a considerable margin. Uh, I I. Totally agree. And 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 how long are the Rangers going to be able to get away with not having a, a Jacob deGrom? I mean, I, I just right. I, I feel like they might not have the the horses in their rotation to to sustain the kind of success they had through the first half, the, the kind of success that gave them their 52 and 39 record that leaves them in first place heading into the all star break. They uh they have a plus one hundred and forty eight run differential, um that is uh that is but good enough for second best in all of Major League Baseball. I mean yeah they 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 hit the ball they hit it extremely well. That that t- that team at times has been as hot as the grill that they play in. <laughs> I thought that was a tractor supply company. Looks like a darn airplane hanger. <laughs> All right. All right. Now on to the worst division in baseball. Oh, are we moving to the central? Oh, I thought I we figured. were doing the the NL West. I thought we went. Oh, west okay. We your cam. Okay, we we can we can do that. That's fine. Cam, it's it's your show. Go ahead. Start- <laughs> All right, so looking at the National League West, we look at another one of the worst teams in baseball, the Colorado Rockies with their 34 and 57 record. They are 18 games out of first place, 147 in the red for their run differential. They are not looking good and things are not looking up for them. Uh, They are in last place where they belong and where they shall stay. How's, uh, How's Chris Bryant doing? Does Chris Bryant exist? Is he playing? I was going to say, when is the last time you thought about Chris Bryant? Um, when I heard that he, like, hadn't hit a home run at Coors Field yet. And I, I'm not sure if he has or not to this point, but he went, like, a season and a half before he hit a home run at Coors Field. That that dude's career was just a bottle rocket, right? It, it was. And like, took I, off really, really fast, and then... Could have stayed with Chicago. Messed with the mojo. Something like that. All right. Well, into fourth place, we're looking at the San Diego Padres. Gross. The San Diego Padres have a 43 and 47 record and are eight and a half games out of first place in their division. Why? They're proving that you cannot buy team chemistry. Further proving 
what I said earlier this season when I called the San Diego Padres the Mets West. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah. the, the parallels are staggering. Um, well, and, and, and it's, it's, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if, if the media to an extent still feels like San Diego would just write the ship at some point this season. But it's one of those things where like the Mets are getting, you know, lambasted for how under, how they're underperforming. And obviously so number one payroll in baseball, but I feel like the Padres by and large are not getting the same amount of national grief. And maybe that's because they're they're kind of buried in the southwest corner of the country, and they're they're not broadcast nationally terribly often. But it, was it like Poway County or whatever? Is that some, is that, uh, is, that the, is that the joke? East County. Did I do that joke right? Is, East County. What? Poway. Poway okay. is a city in East County, California. Poway. Okay. See, I don't I don't know Poway. these jokes. I just see y'all make them, and I'm like, okay, that, that's a thing. And, and that was how I started making them. I saw them and I'm like, I want to be a cool kid. Um, <laughs> so moving up to third place in the NL. <laughs> I, I have nothing to say to that. I'm there's sorry. No, there's, there's no segue for that. We're looking no, at the San not. Francisco. No segue this week. We're looking at the San Francisco Giants in third place. They are 49 and 41. Two and a half games out of first place. Um, went four and six in their last 10 heading into the All-Star break. Um, kind of skidding a little bit. Otherwise, they may be in first place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've had a very solid season for a team that I, I feel like had a really slow start to the year that, you know, nobody really expected, especially having a down year last year after having such a huge year the season before. You know, they just kind of very quietly had a solid season so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, in large part thanks to their pitching, Logan Webb has been fantastic. Uh, Alex Cobb at age yeah. at age ninety six is going to his first All Star game. Yeah. Um. So Wild so yeah, stuff. good good on the the Giants for for squeezing what they can out of uh out of what they've got on their pitching staff. It's it's working wonders for them so far. Uh. But looking mm-hmm. into first place in the division. Uh, we have got a bit of a logjam there. The uh, Arizona Diamondbacks and the Los Angeles Dodgers are only separated by win percentage. The Dodgers have a 51 and 38 record. The Diamondbacks 52 and 39. Uh, they are tied for first place in the division uh, with the Dodgers leading by three one hundredths of a percentage point. Yeah, I, I think. I think the Dodgers are going to step on the gas here before too long. I I mean, there's every reason to be optimistic that the Arizona Diamondbacks can can make another run like they did in the first half and, and win the NL West. Because honestly, I believe they have the players to do it. If there's right. if there's one thing that's working against them, uh, maybe the team's a bit too young. Yeah, yeah. Lord knows that's not a problem that the Dodgers have. No, hey, but I, I, you know you can you can talk about the Dodgers being kind of an older team. It feels like at this point, but when JD Martinez is having a career year this year, I mean, you know, <laughs> oh goodness gracious, he torched us in Atlanta this season. <laughs> he really did. I, I've, 
I'm not excited about uh I, I feel like the Dodgers and the Braves are on a collision course in the postseason again. I, that's evergreen at this point, it feels like. Yeah, I mean it's we 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 missed them. We didn't get to play them last year. Uh, but the, the couple the three or four years prior to that we did. Um, uh yeah. So yeah, so we'll we'll see how that goes. But then we get to move into Cam. The worst division. The worst baseball. division in all of baseball. <laughs> the, the American League Central. Uh, the cellar dwellers in the Central are your Kansas City Royals at 26 and 65. They are 19 and a half games out of first place. It is uh it has been tough. And truly the only team out of the running in that division. They really are. They really are, which may surprise you given the win-loss record of the fourth place team, the Chicago White Sox. They are 38 and 54, but they're <laughs> but they're only eight games out of first place. What a what a what an absolute mystery that team is. What are the Chicago White Sox? Hopefully sellers. Man, that's that's I just want Dylan Cease and Tim Anderson. Like, can we please just raid the White Sox? They've got Tukey now, too. Give me Dylan Cease and Tukey. Throw Tukey in the pen. That curveball's been working. I mean, who is it? Tim Anderson hasn't hit a home run in like a decade at this point. Luis yeah, Robert the- is just un- <laughs> underperforming it's so weird and this is the team that mind you what was it 2021 no 2021 when they made the postseason people were like oh oh here come the white Sox. they go they they and then you know and they had tony la Russa as their manager and 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 the crazy maybe? thing is the day tony la Russa was announced everyone and i mean Everyone paying attention to baseball knew that that was the beginning of the White Sox going straight to hell. And yes, everyone, it was, was like right. an immediate uproar of everybody. Like, this is a horrible idea. What are you doing? I, <laughs> and then didn't he get another DUI and like they had a chance to get out from under it, but still didn't. Well, look now. DUIs don't matter when you're a Hall of Famer sports guy. He is a, a Hall of Fame baseball guy. <laughs> is, which was worse? Which was worse? Hall of Fame baseball guy or Ozuna from the Braves? A Hall of Fame baseball guy, I don't know, feels so snarky. Ozuna from the Braves is just, okay, driving in Toxicate is not funny. It's not funny. It, it's very dangerous, but. Anytime I see somebody cracking Ozuna from the Braves joke, I, I kind of chuckle sometimes. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, uh, just in, in, in my personal opinion, the the just the douchiest thing you can do anywhere in life is is even allude to the idea that do you know who I am? Right, right. Like if you even even approach something like that, I like I don't know you. I don't want to know you. Right, that's fair. All right, 
The Detroit Tigers making a run for first place in the Central at 11 <laughs> games under 500. <laughs> the Detroit Tigers at 39 and 50 are five and a half games out of first place. <laughs> oh, my. Hey, they threw a combined no hitter yesterday. They did. Saturday. They did. Sometimes, you know, it's baseball, guys. Sometimes wacky things happen, and the Detroit Tigers sure as hell did throw a combined no hitter. They did. They wow. did. Um, I mean, we we went up to Detroit. We saw them. We know they got that one game from us, but they overall suck as a team. Um, but you know, they're within striking distance of their division, as are the second place Minnesota Twins. Twins are at 45 and 46 on the year, a half game back of first place because the first place Cleveland Guardians are sitting at 45 and 45. That's right. 500 leads the NL Central or the AL Central going into the All-Star break. Garbage. Oh, what, an, what an awful division. Absolute garbage. And one of these five teams will represent the American League in the World Series. Don't ask me how. But, but somehow it's going to happen. Because baseball. Because baseball. That's how. All right. Yeah. Going to a uh, a not a not too dissimilar division, maybe a little bit better, but similarly stacked. Uh, the NL Central. Oh, it feels good to say we're going to start with the cellar-dwelling St. Louis Cardinals. They are rocking a 38 and 52 win loss record, 11 and a half games out of first place at going into the all-star break. Really feel good about that because that is a team that that is a team with, with no runner. They do not know what is going on. Yeah. Um, I wonder how the best fans in baseball are handling this season. Oh, it's, oh. and, and the beauty of it, is they get to listen to all of this unfold this season, uh, as as told by one Mister Mister Chip Carey. Well, you know, partner, whenever you come into uh, come out of the All Star break, sometimes the team just looks for the right kind of spark. What wasn't it you that was like trying to hunt down the Chip Carey call of the Marlins walk off home run the other night? Yes, and somebody provided it to me, and he was way too excited. He was so excited! Holy crap! <laughs> it was a, he was like, he like called if, it like, like a home team walk off. Yeah, if you did not know better, you would think he was a Marlins broadcaster because he's like, and he throws it away. One run is in. Here comes the game winning run. Marlins win. <laughs> like, okay, Chip, your team just lost. That's that's Chip. <laughs> that's Chip. All right. Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, just above the St. Louis Cardinals are the Pittsburgh Pirates. After that hot start they got off to, they cooled down and uh, land at 41 and 49 going into the break. Eight and a half games out of first place. Not where we we wanted to see them uh, as of a month or two ago, but um, still still really better than I probably would have guessed going into the season. They're, uh, I mean, I don't know. I have no confidence in the leadership of that organization to make none any kind of proper moves or changes in the next two or three off seasons, because otherwise I would say that I feel like they're a team who is close, right? Like they're a team that 
barring anything bad happening that you make a couple positive changes, hey, you become a winning ball club. I have no confidence, no faith whatsoever Honestly, in the management. If, if the Pittsburgh Pirates were 65 and 25 going into the All-Star break, like I still don't think their ownership would even think about about buying. No, no, not at all. It's crazy. But uh one up from the Pirates would be the Chicago Cubs at 42 and 47, only a game and a half in front of those Pirates, seven games out of first place. Um, I think from a Chicago Cubs fan standpoint, you gotta be a little bit disappointed with what this team's done this year. Are you though? Because like did what what did you expect? Well, I what, mean what, you, what did you expect? I, I mean, you brought in Dansby Swanson. He was supposed to be a, a, a big shot. You're, uh, uh, oh man, what's who's the guy they brought in from Korea last season that was going to be the next big thing? Oh, um, Thea Suzuki. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Suzuki. Yeah. Brought in, uh, you, you still got Seiya Suzuki with a year under his belt. Um, I mean, there, I, I think there at least was reason to believe. Um, that you could be optimistic, especially in what looked like it was going to be a pretty weak division. Yeah, they have no pitching. Like, outside of Marcus Stroman, who can be inconsistent at times. Yo, Steele is the real deal, sir. Uh, he is good. He is good. I'll say that. But Just, like Justin Steele has come up as a, as a rookie, and he's got a two-and-a-half ERA and a nine-and-two record going into the All-Star break. This kid is he, He's going real. to the All-Star game, isn't he? I, he should be if he's not. I don't know. Uh, I feel like he did. I feel like that's right. I don't know. But, yeah, hey. I mean, uh, it's 42-47 and 47 for the Cubs. So now we get into the interesting part. The Milwaukee Brewers are 49 and 42, one game back of the first place Cincinnati Reds who head into the All-Star break with a 50 and 41 record. Uh, the Brewers have been pretty consistently solid throughout the season. The Cincinnati Reds have, have truly caught fire in the last month, month and a half, uh, especially ever since calling up young stud Ellie De La Cruz, uh, who we firsthand got to see destroy the Braves single-handedly. Uh, yeah, that 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 kid is a monster. He's, he's not real. That no, that motherfucker back there is not real. Oh boy, <laughs> timely, timely reference. <laughs> oh, that kid, that kid is the next big thing. Like he really is. He's 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 Ronald Acuna Jr. but six five. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's ridiculous. Um, and I'm, yeah. I'm not convinced he's only. I'm not convinced he's only six foot five. Uh, yeah, and I mean, at that height, I just don't believe you should be that fast. It doesn't compute yeah. in my mind. Nope. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to watch uh, the NL Central as we uh, as we get into the second half. The Brewers and Reds look poised to have uh, a pretty nice competitive run towards uh, towards the division title. So. Be interesting to see if uh, if the Reds youth can overcome the uh, uh, the Brewers experience when it comes to the postseason. I, you know, we talked about it earlier too when the when the Reds came to Atlanta and, you know, they they gave us a bit of a fit then before they really caught fire. And we said it then that, you know, the Reds are a starter or two away from like 
really feeling well dangerous. i i i remember in our in the preseason episode i spoke at length about the three guys that i really thought were going to be huge for them this year um hunter green uh who made his debut against the braves last year uh, i it, if you watched it, you'll remember it because that kid was pumping hundred mile an hour gas all day long. Um, yep. Unfortunately, he's been down with injury. Uh, Nick Lodolo, uh, they're they're uh, they're presumably their number two going into the season went down with injury, and Graham Ashcraft came up and looked looked great to begin the season uh, for a period of time. Was in the top five in National League ERA. And then he just fell off a cliff and it's been really tough for him. So they have, they have really nobody to lean on in the starting rotation at this point. Right. Right. Hey, first place though. Just keep chipping away. First place. Hey, maybe Ellie can pitch too. Hey, I'll tell you this. I wouldn't want to match up with them in the divisional series. No, no, no. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't want to see no. it. I want them to be someone else's problem. Yep. All right. So we are moving to the American League East, a very interesting division where everybody is above 500, even the lowly Boston Red Sox, who I personally picked to have the one of the worst years in all of baseball. Um, they've done pretty well for themselves going into the break at 48 and 43 nine games back of first place but uh there is a there's a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of an AL East representation in the postseason this year I, I don't think there's any two ways about that and it very well might not be either of the two premier names in the AL East it may not be because sitting in fourth place are the New York Yankees they are 49 and 42 eight games back of first place um, and and they've just been bitten by the injury bug. I mean, they did just get Stanton back, but Judge is still out. Bader's been on and off the IL. Uh, Carlos Radon just made his first start for them. Um, and, and Garrett Cole's been pretty much the only one healthy consistently all season. Um, so, I mean, I Judge do... is, or, Judge's injury is weird, too. What, what, what was it? His wrist or something like, like that? It... No, it's a toe. Like it's listed as a toe injury. Wow, it's turf. very, very strange. Turf toe? I don't even think it's turf toe. Like I don't know if it's something to do with like a tendon or something. I don't know. Hmm. It's weird. I, it, so funny enough about about the Yankees. So well, when you're six when I was foot out, seven, uh, I imagine a tendon yeah. in your toe is pretty important. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, so yesterday afternoon, I'm when I was out working in the yard, uh, had my headphones in, and I was like, ah, let's see what ball games are on. Let's, what can I listen to? And the Cubs and Yankees were playing, and I was like, ah, I know enough of the rosters of both of those teams. That, that'll be one to listen to. So I turn it on. I'm sitting there listening to it. Josh Donaldson hits a home run, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, look at there, 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 there goes old old Donaldson. Donaldson. And then John Sterling, the radio commentator for the Yankees, says, well, Josh Donaldson this season, 14 hits on the year, 10 of them home runs. And I thought, (laughs) no, no. I was like, I heard that wrong. There's no way, no. And so I pull up his baseball reference page, 14 hits all season long. And 10 of them home runs. 10 of them are home runs. I mean, if that's not Josh Donaldson, I don't know what is. 
And speaking of Josh Donaldson, we're moving on to his old team, the Toronto Blue Jays, who wrap up the first half with a 50 and 41 record, seven games uh, behind first place. Uh, another team that's that's kind of confusing. Like their their lineup hasn't been all it was cracked up to be, but Kevin Gossman continues to be just an absolutely ridiculous professional pitcher ever since leaving the Braves. So. Yeah, I don't know what to expect from the Blue Jays going into the second half. I could I could see their lineup absolutely raking its way through the entire second half or not. We'll we'll see. It is weird looking at teams like the Astros and the Blue Jays at this point and thinking like, man, we got swept by them. <laughs> you know? Like they, they just they swept there are us. some teams we just have a problem with, like the the Blue Jays have, have been that team for us for a few years now, actually. Yeah, we've lost, like, what, nine games in a row now to the Blue Jays? I believe so. I don't want to play the Blue Jays. Yeah, I, I don't want to play Toronto anymore. Well, uh, it gives me great it, it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing Canadians aren't real. <laughs> it's true. Uh, well, guys, it gives me great pleasure to report to you that in second place in the AL East at the All-Star break are our Baltimore Orioles. They have a right, 50, they have a 54 and 35 record. They're two games back of first place. I mean, this is a, this is a team that doesn't really have much pitching, but they're getting it done and Adley Rushman looks like every bit of the stud that uh that people were saying he was going to be. Who who is a pitcher that Baltimore could go after at at trade deadline? Ooh. I mean Like like do they go after do they go after a Dylan Cease? That, that's my question is it's like I don't know much about the Orioles ownership like are they are they gonna spend money on this team like well I, mind you mind you they were two is games Chris out Davis of a wild off card the books spot. yet hang on mind you they were two games out of a wild card spot last year at, at the uh at the trade deadline and they traded Trey Mancini oh yeah damn it and I was angry I, I was I was downright furious that's okay. So the Orioles are basically our example of what it would be like if Pittsburgh was doing well. Yes. Gotcha. To an extent, yes. All right. Well, at the top of the American League East is the team that's been there almost wire to wire, the Tampa Bay Rays. Actually, it has been wire to wire because they opened the season with a winning streak. They are yeah, yeah, they, they start that's day one, son. They are 58 and 35. Uh, two games clear of the second place Baltimore Orioles, uh, and uh, we're absolutely rolling. Prior to the last week before the All Star break, they finished the, their last ten three and seven. So uh, impressive that they uh, they still hold on to uh, to a slim lead there for first place. Yeah, and those seven losses were in a row as well. They were. They were. Um, and uh, going to the National League East, you got the Washington Nationals dead last 36 and 54, 24 and a half games behind your Atlanta Braves. The New York Mets occupy fourth place as they should at 42 and 48. They are 18 and a half games back. Phillies at 48 and 41, 12 out. The Marlins, the biggest competition so far this year for the Braves. They are 53 and 39 at the All-Star break. Sadly for them, that's only good enough for eight and a half back from your Major League Baseball best, 
60 and 29 Atlanta Braves. Cam, have you ever seen a better first half from your Atlanta Braves? This is just stupid. It really is. Like, it, it's just ridiculous. And every last team we see. Well, yeah, that, that's that's the thing. It's not the fact that we're winning these games. It's like the way that we're winning these games. And, you know, we came into this season, especially thinking about the offense, saying that, all right, top to bottom, this is an offense that is going to hurt teams. And I think we said that because, like, we expected the pop and everything like that. But, man, I don't know if it's if it was like this. Like, we absolutely, you know, there's some games where – we give the teams a little nibble, like we you know we'll spot them two runs in the first inning, and we'll give them hope. And then all of a sudden, we'll just hit like back-to-back home runs to tie it. Then we'll hit a three-run homer an inning later, and just you know we step on teams' throats and hurt them. And then you have other games where we just put a five spot up in the first inning and just say, "Okay, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, it really is." And and I, I mean I we were talking offline about this a little bit. Like it kind of does make me a bit nervous because every team has hot streaks and cold streaks, even the best teams of all time. Um, So there's going to be a cold streak coming at some point in the second half. I I don't think it's, it's outlandish to say that. Um, I just hope it comes sooner rather than later uh, to be quite honest with you. Because as we've all seen, all that matters is is how hot your team is when you hit the postseason. So as long as as we can get the ship righted by uh, by mid to late September, uh, I'm not gonna not gonna worry too much about them. No, no, I, I'm not either. And you know, and we'll talk about it as we get closer because we've still got basically a month. But you know, we'll, what do you do at the deadline? You know, maybe a left-handed bullpen arm. You know, I honestly but, I wouldn't go crazy. I, I I mean, if you can find like maybe a nice bench piece that someone wants to get rid of for a prospect, do it. If you can find a good bullpen piece that someone wants to get rid of for a prospect, do it. But I don't know. I I would take a few calls. I wouldn't make any. No, no, and you know. You got a uh, you got Max coming back at some point. You got Kyle Wright coming back at some point. And you know, partner, when you get a guy back like that, it's like making a trade without making a trade. God damn it. I was listening to Dylan Short the other day and he said that too. I hate both of you. <laughs> you do not hate us. You love us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, it's you, you, the past two or three seasons, even the last three seasons that we've done this show, I think it would be easy for us to come sit down and, you know, and talking about the first half and have things that you liked and have things that like, oh, I wish we would have done this better. I wish we would have done that better. Right. I, I truly can't think of anything nope. to, you know, hang, you know, hang no my complaints head on here with, with this team like yeah we lost the series to oakland if every genuinely fun every season could be like the first half of this season was i would take it yeah yeah since what what is it since uh since june 1st of last year or something like that like we've won 140 something games i think yeah like where i think the number i saw i think was 135 and 62 yeah, 
and what? that's and and you know what the I actually I just remembered the 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 date on that is not actually an arbitrary date. Since Sal Licata said the NL East was over last season, the Braves have gone 135 and 62. Sal Licata, these nuts. Hey, hey, I'm walking here. All right. All right, guys. Well, we uh, we pledge to get some more episodes to you uh, uh this month before we see you guys on saturday july 29th at asw distillery at the battery because you're all going to be there right that's right that's right for cam matthews my name's alex we'll see y'all next week for another brand new episode bye has been the chatting average podcast be sure to check out our merchandise store at teespring.com slash stores slash chatting average podcast and please consider becoming a patron of our show at patreon.com slash chatting average we'll see you next week for another brand new episode <laughs>